God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we are made new in you, Jesus. I thank you for these students that are here. I thank you that you have something to say to them this morning, and I thank you that you have a call and a purpose for their life. God, this morning, so many have come with heavy hearts, and so many have come really not wanting to be here. And Father, I pray that this morning through your word that you'll illuminate it to understanding that you have something for us, that we're not here by mistake, that, you're not, that, that we're not here by accident, but God, you have something to say to us through your word. And so this morning, I pray that distractions cease, and I pray that this morning that the Holy Spirit would reign through, and that God, you would get the glory this morning. God, I pray that we would rest in your salvation. I pray that we would rest in the fact that we are made new. And God, you have the ability and the strength to make all things new, and you have the ability and the strength to make us new. And so, Lord, this morning, I pray that we don't miss that. I pray that we understand our connection with you defines our direction in life. And, Lord, I pray that we don't walk out of here the same way that we came in. Because, God, you have something through your word to say. So, Lord, speak to us now. Put me aside and put you ahead. Let your words come from my lips to penetrate the hearts of these students. And God, I pray that we'll understand the gravity of your love for us. And it's in Jesus' name we all pray and we all said, amen. amen. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. My name is Ryan, I'm the youth pastor here. And I'm so honored that I get to serve and speak and hang out with you guys and, uh, and really get to talk to you guys this morning about God's Word. I'm really excited about the Scripture that we're going to read this morning. So if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, we'd be glad to give, we, we would be glad to give you one. So just slip your hand up and we can, we'll give you one of those this morning. And you can take that home with you. If you don't have a Bible, you can have that. That's our gift to you this morning. Also, in your... Uh, seats or your tables, you should have a note sheet that we invite you to take notes alongside us uh, to, to, to remember to retain a little bit of what we're going to be saying this morning because God has something to say to us this morning and I think it's no mistake and I prayed that this morning that you're here not by accident or happen chance. You're here not to, not to hear this goofy guy with a cardigan in fr up front, but you're here to hear God's message and God has something for you this morning. So I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. So over the next few moments, I'm going to invite you not to Snapchat. I'm going to invite you not to Instagram. I'm going to invite you not to be on your Facebook or your Tumblr or whatever social media, MySpace. I hear some people are still on MySpace. I'm going to invite you, Daniel, not to be on your MySpace. And this morning that you just dive in to God's word with us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This morning is, of course, or today is, of course, what day? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. It is a few birthdays out there, but today is also Valentine's Day. And so in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I thought I would just mention for a moment how I met my Valentine. Um, 
I'll never forget way back 14 and a half years ago, maybe 15 years ago now. You're so excited. I know. I know. You're like, man. I was, uh, I had just, this was a short, short version. I had just broken up with the girl I was dating at the time. And, uh, and it was, no, it was perfectly okay. I promise. <laughs> and so I had met Megan. And Megan and I were friends, and we were just, we, that's all we were, as fr- we're friends. We'd known each other for a couple of months, and, and we were just friends, and, and uh, I had just broken up with my girlfriend, and, and I was helping a buddy of mine who was the youth pastor at Megan's church. They were getting ready to go for a uh, weekend retreat, and so I was helping them pack the, pack the trailer, pack the van, and stuff like that, and so Megan wasn't there yet. And then all of a sudden, I see this green Jeep Wrangler coming down the parking lot, and this brown hair flowing in the wind with the glasses on. And I was like, hey, <laughs> she's pretty cute. And I have never looked at her like that before, and I was like, man, well, well. And she pulled up and parked, and I was like, whoa, whoa. And so, of course, I was cool, you know, I didn't say that out loud, but my heart was going, whoa! And so she walked in, and, uh, and I'm still helping, and I said hey to her, you know, I was just like, what's up? You know, did, I'm trying to play cool, you know. And then we're packing everything up, and, and uh, so, so we're just kind of passing each other, and, you know, walking past each other, and then all of a sudden it just comes out, I broke up with my girlfriend today! <laughs> And it came out of nowhere, like no joke, just like, <laughs> I know that was the same face she made. Thanks. I appreciate it. No, she was just like, okay, whatever, you know, and secretly in her heart, her heart leaped a little bit. I mean, I'm just not lying. I mean, I just know she won't ever admit that, but it did. And, um, and she got a little excited and she was like, yes. And, um, and so fast forward just a few months later, fast forward, I'm, I'm on the stage at First Baptist Church of Eagles Landing asking her to be my wife, and, 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 or actually not asking her, taking her to be my wife. I'd already asked her. That would be awkward. <laughs> asking her then get married the same day. That'd be, I guess people do that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I, I took her to be my wife. And over the past 13 years, we have just been, it has just been so much fun. I love my, my bride. She is just, she means so much to me. She means everything on earth to me. Um, it goes Jesus, my bride, my kids, my ministry. That's just, that's how it is. And, and uh, I, I, I just love my wife so much. And over those years, she has had the opportunity to sing in a band. I don't know if anybody knew that, but she's in a band. And I'm not bragging about this. This is going somewhere. But she sings in a band called Casting Crowns. And, um, and, and she has gotten a chance to travel all over the world. But um, the very first part, actually, it still happens every once in a while. When I see people from Nashville or if I see people around, you know, at different venues and stuff like that, I'm known as Megan's husband from Casting Crowns. I'm not Ryan. Oh, you're Megan's husband from Casting Crowns, right? Yeah, I do have a name and it is Ryan. And they'll go, cool. How's Megan doing? Okay, so, but this, no joke, has helped me. 
I'm okay with being Megan's husband from Casting Crowns because I'm connected with Megan. I have learned over the years, over the years, I have had the strange ability to go backstage of any concert venue we've ever been to, even if it's not one that we are necessarily playing at. I'm able to sneak my way up back on the, uh, backstage going, hey, I'm Megan's husband with Casting Crowns. I'll be right back. And, uh, but they're like, Casting Crowns isn't even playing. But I'm like, hey, Megan's husband with Casting Crowns, all right? They're like, who? Ryan. Oh, you're Ryan. They never say that. So, um, but I'm able to go backstage. And, and, and I just, especially at Crowns concerts, I, I, it's fun just to see, because I can usually kind of test security, you know, because if, if they're going to let me, who doesn't have a name badge, go back, they're going to let anybody. So I can kind of like, what's the deal? Come on, stop me. But... But I've had this ability. But the, but the strange thing, or not the strange thing, but the reality of it is, it's because I'm connected with Megan. Because my wife is in Casting Crowns. Okay, so fast forward just a little bit. Last weekend, we had the op- awesome opportunity to go to Winter Jam. Anybody go to Winter Jam with us, man? It was a lot of fun. Now, so we're standing, we're standing up on... We're in row, section, what section are we in? 133. So I'm looking at Daniel, but, but 133, we're section 133. And we're looking out over the crowd. We're enjoying, I forget which, oh, well, Red had just played, and we're still scratching our head about that one. And we're like, man, that was cool, you know, couldn't really understand them, but they're awesome. And they had, there's Jesus music. So, um, but, so we're watching, we're, oh, what? No, I didn't disappear. And so... So we're sitting there in section 133, and all of a sudden, Matthew West comes on the stage, and he's a friend of mine. I've known Matthew for a little while. And so Matthew West is on the stage singing this thing, and I'm looking around, and I remembered that there was a couple of students that said that they were going to go get drinks, but, and we all kind of made little bets with it's going to be 15 minutes, 18 minutes, 24 minutes before they return. And so we're sitting there. And Matthew does this thing where he comes off the stage and he goes through the crowd and he's kind of walking around singing the spotlights on him. He's doing his thing, you know. And uh, he goes down and all of a sudden I see a red shirt. And I'm like, hey, there's one of our STS shirts. Hey, there's one of our STS shirts. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I see Matthew and this kid about to collide. And this kid jumps in front of Matthew and starts singing. And Matthew starts singing. and, And then all of a sudden... I'm standing there, and it's all kind of quiet in section 133. We're all kind of just chilling, and we noticed that, and I said, that looks like Justin. That's Justin. (laughs) And Justin Fialo is being guided by the wrist by Matthew West all the way around Justin, y'all say, y'all say, hey, Justin. So he's here this morning. So so Justin's being guided all the way around And next thing I know, Justin's on stage with Matthew West. He was supposed to get a drink. And he ends up on stage with Matthew West. He ends up on stage with Matthew West. He's on stage. And I'm watching this. So I'm, I'm like in between taking pictures and thinking to myself, if he wasn't on stage, he would be in big trouble. But he's on stage, and it's pretty stinking awesome. And so we're taking pictures. It was so crazy. I, I talked to Matthew afterwards. I said, Matthew, do you realize that was one of our students that was on stage? He's like, no, nah, man, you were supposed to be up in that section, like in the bowl. I'm like, yeah, we were. He said, well, how did he end up down there? I said, he was getting a drink. 
and he's on stage with you. I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, they come back, and everybody's high-fiving him. He's getting, like, Instagram followers left and right, and yeah. exactly, and so... So that was his, you know, he's got his own hashtag now, Winter Jam Justin, and look it up, and so it's pretty cool. So, a few minutes later, guess what happens? Justin and about six other students are gone. Gone. And I'm like, what in the world? Where are they? And I, I texted one of them. I said, hey, where are you? I get a picture back. They're backstage. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? So, Mac, I go down, and I go down and, and find them. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> y'all got to come with me. You have to go with me. And I'm like, how did you get back here? And they're like, I said I was with Matthew. Matthew told me to come back and hang and all this stuff. And I'm like, I think you meant later, you know. And so I'm like guiding all these students back around. And, and so they, they went down there because their connection with Matthew. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're all connected with something. We're all connected with something or somebody. We're all connected with a sports team. We're all, connected with, we're all connected with a school. We're all connected with a job. We're all connected with something or someone, something that you do, and that's your connection. And you're, you, you're kind of known by that connection. But here's the deal. Your connection defines your direction in life. And let me pose to you this question. Are you, one, connected to Jesus and does that connection define your direction? So this morning, we're going to be talking about the connection with Christ as we dive into 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So I want to invite you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Don't miss it, guys. I know you're using this time to catch up for some of you. You're using this time to catch up with your friends. Don't miss what God has for you. Listen over the next few moments to God's word because it's something big. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 20. And we're going to talk around these verses and kind of see about this connection that defines our direction. Here we go. We are therefore, time out. When we see the word therefore, what do we have to ask? What's the therefore, therefore? Very good. Now, what's the therefore, therefore? Over the past few weeks, I have loved this study because I've really loved diving in the uh, chapter 5, 17 and 18. Listen, therefore, if it, we'll, we'll, we'll skip that one. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And all of this is from God. All of this is from the cross. All of this is from Christ who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself, or excuse, to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he, was, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Because of what God has done through Christ in us, offering us the, the message of reconciliation, reconciling us. If you remember what reconciliation means, it's to make two parties right. He's made us right with himself through Jesus. Because of what God did through reconciliation, we are supposed to be reconciled to him and reconciled this way. So horizontally and vertically. Now check this out. Check this out. Verse 20. 
We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Because of what Jesus did, because of the reconciliation that he created between us and God, we are Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, be made right with God or to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Because of reconciliation, if you're taking notes, this is something to write down. This is something to be encouraged about. This is something to be pumped out, up about. Because of reconciliation, because of the reconciliation of God, we have been given a name. And that name is Ambassador for Christ. Ambassador for Christ. Now, what do ambassadors do? What does, like in, in our world right now, what does an ambassador do? Anyone know what an ambassador does? Just say, they represent who? A country? What else? They communicate very good. What else? Y'all doing great. They go before other people on a country, a king, a government's behalf. They are able to speak on the behalf of the government, king, or country. They are ambassadors. And do you know why they are able to? Because they are connected with the government, king, or government. They are, they are connected with that. They are connected with the king, with that legal body. They are known and they are known by him or them. That's what ambassadors are. That's what ambassadors are. Because an ambassador is known, they're able to speak on behalf of the legal body, the government, or the king. And what Paul uses this for today in this message, in, in, this, in this scripture, he's saying that we are Christ's ambassadors because we are known that we are connected and then he goes on to say, what is the message? What is the, what is, what is the ambassador sharing? What does Paul say that the ambassadors are sharing? Verse 21, that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When Paul lays this down to the church of Corinth, everything that this scripture or excuse me, this letter, everything that this letter is about is wrapped up in these verses. This, everything hinges on this section of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The whole book, the whole letter hinges on this, that God made him who had no sin to be sin or a sin offering for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, Valentine's Day. We love the candy. Anybody like, like get a big box of chocolate candy, like the heart candy? Anybody? One, two, few of you didn't share with me. What in the world? Now, now, what about those little chalky candies? You know, the little fax me, call me, you know, you know, those things. It's like, it's like taking a Tums, you know, it's like no heartburn <laughs> candies. Flowers. Anybody get flowers this morning? No, some of you did. I made my wife, I'm hope, hopefully she'll, 
She'll, I made my wife a little present this morning. Mac, it was, it was awesome. It, it was on fleek. Um, but here's the deal. We talk about this love, it's Valentine's Day, you know, Cupid and all that stuff, but here's the deal. When I think about love, and we throw the word love out a lot, and we say I love people, and I love candy, and I love my car, and I love my dog, and I love this, that, and the other, and you say you love your sports team, and you love this, that, and the other, you love all these things, love, 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 love. I could not think of a more truer love than this right here. That God made him who had no sin. Listen, to be sin. A sin offering. He made him who had no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. God loved you so much. Listen, friend, listen to me. God loved you so much that he sent his son to die in a place that you didn't have to die. You deserve the cross. You deserve the nails. You deserve to be beaten beyond recognition. You deserve all that stuff that Jesus went through. You deserved it. But check this out. Jesus, or God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to have that and take that upon himself. So much sin was on Jesus' shoulders. God had to turn his back because God couldn't be around it. Jesus didn't turn into sin. He took that sin on him. He became the sin offering. He became the, the death offering that we deserved that you deserve because of your lying, because of your cheating, because of your stealing, because of your lust, because of your pride, because of the struggles that you struggle with on a daily basis that you cannot relinquish power on. He took that on him so that you would not have to hold on to that any longer. He's saying, you don't, have to, you don't have to fill the hole in your heart with junk. You don't have to fill the hole in your heart with pornography. You don't have to fill the hole in your heart with drinking. You don't have to fill the hole in your heart with status. You don't have to fill the hole in your heart with all this stuff, a new car, new instruments, new friends. You don't have to fill the hole in your heart with that stuff. God says, fill the hole in your heart with Jesus. That's what he wants. Because the hole in your heart is shaped like a cross. And the cross fits perfectly in your heart. And when we say we're believers in Christ, we become ambassadors. And we get to speak because we are connected and our connection defines our direction because our direction is to go and tell. What does Paul say right here? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He's pleading with them. He's begging them, be reconciled. Don't live the way you're living. Don't act the way you were acting in your previous life. That's your old life. It's gone. The new life has, has come. And then what does he end with? He says, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, that we are made 
right with God through Christ. That's good news. That's good news. Because if we don't know, we, we don't know who we are talking about, we don't know, we won't know where to go. I know that was confusing. That was confusing my own brain. We've got to know the one that we're talking about. So hopefully we're talking about him. This week, this week, some of you are in school, some of you are not. Let's talk about this in our table groups. Let's talk about how our connection defines our direction. See, this morning, we're gonna go to our table groups and we're gonna have an awesome chat. I, hopefully, you guys are open. I heard last week was really, really good in some of your table groups. I, I'm so thankful for that. And then after table groups are, are done, we're gonna go over to big church and we're gonna sit together as a student ministry in our student section because we are connected to one another because here's what connection does. We're, we're making our connection this way, but it's also connecting us this way. So about 10, 15, we're gonna break and we're gonna go upstairs and I wanna invite you, sit in our student section. I wanna invite you, sit with us. I wanna invite you, let's sit together as a family this morning. So let me pray. We're gonna go to table groups. God, I love you. I thank you for your love for us. Thank you for allowing us to be reconciled with you. And because of that reconciliation, we can be ambassadors speaking on your behalf. So Lord, give us wisdom on how to do that this week. And it's in Jesus' name.